the most beautiful place in the world, where a Tar Heel blue sky blankets Murphy on its way to the Tennessee border. It's a long way from Raleigh and the Outer Banks, but we're living in Carolina too. In fact, you might call it Extreme Carolina. With more, here's Michael Borkman. Welcome, welcome everyone to the show, Extreme Carolina, the show that focuses on great people with great stories who prove in their everyday lives that anything is possible. We, we, we strive to bring you relatable life lessons where folks can use them. And today, get ready, folks. We got some positive good news that you can use. And uh, we have a, uh, a new friend of mine, uh, a name is Chip Bale, and, and he's amazing, and, I, and he's doing some phenomenal things. As a matter of fact, Chip Bale is the senior partner of Chip Bale Group. Uh, and, and let me tell you, for the sixth year in a row, uh, Global Gurus uh, ranked him one of the top three keynote speakers in the entire world on customer service. <laughs> That's huge. And then also, uh, uh, Chip Bell has appeared on live on uh, CNBC, CNN, Fox Business, Bloomberg, all those guys. And now, folks, he's with Extreme Carolina. <laughs> so let's just welcome Chip with a strong and extreme, big, happy Extreme Carolina welcome. Thank you. Welcome. Welcome, Chip. Thank you, Michael. It's an honor to be with you, sir. I'm excited. Well, I'm excited too, man. We we had a little bit of technical issues, but we overcame them. We persevered, you and uh, and that's what it's all about: persevering and doing things that will, you know, instead of being defeated, we refuse to be defeated. Okay. Now, with that said, now we were talking off the air, uh, Chip, about you, your book which I happen to read is phenomenal read folks, by the way, get it. And, and in it, it says inside your customer's imagination, that book you said has been number one on the list of Amazon where everybody's going to book. That's mostly where you go. Cause uh, very few people get in their car and drive to Barnes and Noble. That's right. That's most, that's most right. of us just order it online. So now how did this particular book, came into your mind to write what happened what, what was the beginning of it? well that's a great question michael i have always been interested in uh, serve, serving the customer serving them well and we all know that um everybody knows that the job of a business is to exceed your customers expectations but the way they traditionally do that is through value-added taking what your customer expects and adding more the problem with that is you pretty soon can run out of room because the customer expectations <laughs> go right along with it. I like to right. focus on what I call value unique. How do you provide right. an innovative, unique, uh, uh, unusual experience that customers talk about and, and want to share with others? And so that's been my focal of my work is around innovative service, not just good service. People don't talk, right. talk or tweet about good service anymore. It needs to be out of the ordinary. And, uh, right. and so this book is a continuation of that work. Uh, recognizing that uh, all organizations need to continue to innovate or they don't survive. And they traditionally right. go to their research and development department for new products or services. And my view is why not ask your customers uh, from their imagination to help you create or co-create 
uh, new products and services. So that's what the book's about, how to do that. I'll tell you what, the, uh, the organizations that uh, have used your advice, I mean, it's just like a who's who. Uh, I mean, all kinds of Marriott, McDonald's. And now let me ask you this, Chip. This getting into your customer's imagination and asking them for their help, it begins and starts with the front line of that particular company. And uh, they have to know exactly what it is they have to present to the customer in order for the customer to have a good experience. Is that, that correct? is correct. It starts with the front line. They are our ambassadors. Uh, and obviously, the wise organizations, the ones that succeed, recognize that. And so they make sure the people who are on the front line are led in a way and supported and trained and resourced in a way that they could be that ambassador in the way that, that gets that customer talking and wanting to come back and bring their friends. Oh, man. <laughs> if you're a business owner listening today, folks, there it is right there. That's one of the secrets, and that is getting good help. And getting number one, getting some great help. Now, speaking of great help, let's back up a, a, a step or two here, uh, Chip. How long have you been in this particular industry, or what made you want to get in this particular industry where you were helping business owners to create? I this? started my company in 1980. So, this is my 40th year, um, and I'm still learning. I'm still uh, growing and learning uh, about it. I've always had a keen interest in the in the customer, what makes the customer buy, what are the kind of things that influences customers' behavior. That has been my profession, uh, what I studied in, in school. And um, I, I've had uh, a wonderful opportunity, as you mentioned, to work with some phenomenal companies that are renowned for creating great experiences for their customers. You think of companies like uh, major theme parks like Disney or like uh, – uh, Rich Carlton Hotels, uh, companies like that that right. we immediately think of as great service providers, and so it's I've learned a lot from them, um, and I learn I learn new things every day. But um, it's sort of why I'm here. My passion, my purpose, uh, is helping organizations serve their customers in a way um, that makes a difference in the lives of customers. Mm -hmm. Wow, that, that is truly amazing. Uh, uh, thanks for sharing that. Now, uh, we want to get into and dive a little bit into the book. And uh, even though you say that's what the book is about, we would like to, or I would like to ask you the question of the truly, truly big deal, the big deal that you wanted out of that. So if someone would ask you, hey, what's the big deal about you writing this book? What would you actually say in a short elevator speech? I think it is uh, recognizing the brilliance of your customers and, and creating an, a partnership so that they feel comfortable in sharing you with you those um, great ideas. We all uh, see the world through our own eyes and our own experience. And oftentimes we can't see um, the, the opportunities that a customer can see. And I'll give you a quick example. I was working with a major um, pizza company, one you'd know, one we everyone would know, uh, famous in the in pizza delivery business. And we were doing focus groups with the customer about 
but what's right. Uh-huh. And we assumed that their answers would be around product, price, and process. You know, your pizza doesn't taste that great, or it costs too much, takes right. too long to get it. But they surprised us because we asked dreamer questions. We asked questions like, what's something no pizza company's doing that you'd love to see? And some of the things they would say is, well, what about the pizza box? And we said, what do you mean? <laughs> well, I, I throw the pizza box away. Why would you do something unique? We said, what do you have in mind? Well, why don't you do something like on the inside of the pizza box? It's a puzzle or it's a coloring book or it's a Halloween mask or any things. Really? Several years later, I worked with a major paper manufacturing company that made pizza boxes. And sure enough, they made a pizza box with things on the inside of the top cover. So you had a little plastic sheet you'd peel off. Uh, that made contact with the pizza and there was a coloring book or there was a puzzle for kids to play with. And so it was outside the way the company thought of their business, but it was certainly something the customers recognized were unique. And so it's looking for those breakthrough ideas that your customers can have and often see that, you know, it it didn't occur to us, you know, Starbucks, Starbucks didn't come up with splash sticks. Customers did. They didn't come up with, the idea of a cake pop, customers did. Uh, so it's right. things like that, that uh, if you ask the customer, you'll often get a unique answer. And there again, to your point, mm-hmm. that means I need to have a front line that's close to the customer and is prepared to build a kind of relationship where their customers want to share their crazy half-baked, right. off-the-wall kind of ideas that can lead to a, lead to uh-huh. a breakthrough. Well, you know, uh, you know, you brought up the front line again, and a lot of time when when co- when companies hire, uh, they they don't just hire people that's an excellent front line person because that front line is the that's what the customer right. sees, and if you won't put the cut because the customer comes in, you don't have long to make that first impression for the customer. And uh, what that means is even though you're saying create what the customer wants, or more or less, more than likely ask the customer right. what they want. So these frontline people, where do they come from? It, it, they don't just pop in. Sometimes they do, but you have to have some kind of culture to create that frontline people. It goes all through the company. Is that do you teach that part I, of it as I well? I think you do. I think you you you're absolutely right. You need a culture. the The whole book came from if we want the customer to be innovative, um, then I thought, well, what are the things that cause people to be innovative? And I looked at the companies that we know of that are renowned, famous for their innovation. Companies like Google right. or Pixar or uh, Amazon or companies like that that are, are doing the breakthroughs and the new concepts. And I go, okay, if I went inside of Google, if I went inside of a Pixar pictures, what a culture right. will they have? Well, what they know is they're highly curious. They're very focused. They're all about appropriate risk taking. They're build a trustful environment and they're very passionate. So the five secrets this book's built around uh, that lead to breakthrough product services and solutions are those five things that came from those great cultures applied to a relationship with a customer. Curiosity, grounding, Mm -hmm. uh, risk taking, I call it discovery, trust and passion. (laughs) <laughs> Man, I tell you what, I t- you know, I can go on and on. I mean, we are yeah. going to go on and on just a little bit, 
But 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 for right now, Chip, we we got to step aside and give our uh, sponsors an opportunity to jump in here and do what they do. But don't worry, folks. We're going to come back with Chip. We're going to have some amazing questions and answers. But now, just for a moment, we're going to step away. Don't go away from Extreme Carolina. Tar Heel basketball, Cam's Panthers, Asheville's eclectic nightlife, and the Great Smoky Mountains. It belongs to us, too, out here in Extreme Carolina. Once again, here's Michael Borkman. Be sure to visit our brand new website, michaelborkman.com, to access exclusive online content, including over 150 episodes of previous content for free. We are also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as Extreme Carolina. And lastly, if you don't want to miss an episode with our amazing guest, and trust me, you don't, you can now subscribe to our podcast and let the new episodes come to you automatically. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your shows. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the show, Extreme Carolina. And today we have with us an amazing customer service guy. I mean, it's like the stuff he does, like he wakes up, oh, man, here's something else I can tell these uh, companies how to do. But anyway, his name is Chip Bale, and he is an amazing guy, and, and he's author of Customers as well as Partners. And that's what it's all about, folks, helping them to do what they do. But now, Chip, you were just saying and we were talking about the culture of companies because it begins inside uh, before you ever see the customers. You have to have those folks that are happy to be there and they're putting in what you're looking for as an owner and a boss, because you have to have a partnership there in order to create that that uh, culture absolutely that? absolutely yeah. and the great companies do that and they have leaders who help uh, encourage that uh, i had the wonderful opportunity to get some time with herb kelleher you remember he's uh passed away now but he was the ceo of southwest airlines and he and i yep. got uh, time together one-on-one and i i asked him what what gets you excited every day and he said you know what turns me on every day is i love uh, helping create a place that our employees love to work in and a place our customers want to come to and, and, and be a part of. Uh, you know, he didn't mention anything <laughs> about the bottom line. He didn't mention anything about how right. it was going to make a lot of money. It was all about creating that special <laughs> place to live. And we all remember Her, Herb was a, was a people guy and crazy kind of funny guy. And but he was all about yeah. building an environment where, People love to work and customers love to come. And so I think it starts with leaders. Uh, that doesn't mean just right. the CEO. That's all leaders all the way down to the front line, the first line supervisor. There you, it's, go. you know, we, yeah. you, you and I grow, grew up in a spiritual background and we all grew up with that old song that said, let there be peace on earth and let it begin with me. I don't have to wait for the CEO. <laughs> it can start with me. Uh, and so yeah, yeah, that yeah. leadership I think helps create the the frontline uh, excitement and passion and enthusiasm. I can't wait to serve my customer. That is truly, truly amazing, man. Herb, huh? You actually oh, talked yeah. to that guy. He's man, I've read, I've read all kind of stuff. Yeah, that he he's put a out. great guy. He was <laughs> very funny. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, Chip, that's an amazing idea to do that, and uh, uh, that's amazing. Now, even though we're sitting here today talking about uh, positive, uh, uplifting companies 
that's eager, just can't wait to serve the customer, which the customer enjoys. But now all, all companies aren't like that. What, what do you say to, uh, to that fact, Chip, that, you know, a lot of them could care less? Now, why is that? Why don't they want, they started a company. Why don't they want it to be successful? Well, that's why the if you look at the average length of time the average company stays in business, it's not that many years. Um, not many of them last two hundred years. You know, they they don't they, so. And I think part of it is their the way their metrics are set up. They're all about uh, taking care of their stakeholders in a short term fashion. They care about this quarter's earnings. They care about the metrics that affect uh, the ba- balance sheet. Uh, and oftentimes, the customer service side is harder to measure. Obviously but nevertheless critical. And so I think it takes courage. It takes a kind of faith that, that uh, the customer matters. Um, but it, you're right. It, it, uh, some companies don't have that. And my prediction is they usually don't last that long. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I think the, uh, uh, some, some of the uh, uh, people that looked into that and checked it out is that most companies don't go past two years. If they make right. it to five, that's right. then they, they may have a chance. That's right. And how many make it to 20 or 30? And so, yeah. you know, the, the there was a great uh, book that came out a number of years ago called The Living Company. And it was all about the companies that made it past 200 years and what they had in common. And, and two things they had in common is they had a very customer focus purpose and mission and vision and second they take took great care of their people um, and prepared them to serve in ways that would keep that customer coming back wow isn't that amazing chip that's so amazing and and i, I i'm enjoying this immensely but now a lot of times the customers they enjoy our show thank god i'm glad for that one right. keep it going but uh they want to know a little bit sometimes about the person that is doing these great things for our community. Right. Now, you know, we like to pull the cover back just a little bit to learn a little bit about the uh, the the people that we're talking to. Sure. And one of the things we like to ask, Chip, is, is real basic and simple because it helps people to know that they have to read. And reading is fundamental, but a lot of them don't do it. And they have these, these handheld devices and things. Nothing wrong with that. But uh, you need to really dig into reading. And most of the time, that's picking up a book and just reading. Now, the question is this to you, Chip. What book have you read recently that had the biggest impact on you and why? I think it's probably written by my friend, Lisa McLeod, uh, and the title of it is Selling with Noble Purpose, Selling with Noble Purpose. And it starts with a very riveting story. Her second edition of this book just came out, same week uh-huh. my book came out. But um, she tells a story about uh, doing working with a huge pharmaceutical company and traveling with a, there, a lot of their salespeople to try to figure out what is it that made the best salespeople. And it was a double blind study. She had no idea when she's traveling with a salesperson, pharmaceutical sales, uh, right. whether they were a great performer or a poor performer. And uh, and so she had one. She late one afternoon, uh, the, she asked her, 
what keeps you going? And she said, well, I'll tell you, I was at a doctor's office and a woman came up to me and said, are you with this pharmaceutical company? Because I want to tell you, it saved my life. It's made me able. And she said, I never will forget that woman telling me the difference that our product made in her life. That keeps me going. When what she, what Lisa realized is she was talking about a noble purpose in selling. Well, she realized after a while that there were several, four or five of the people she traveled with that talked about a purpose that they were thing. And then when they came back to present their results and they said, well, who do you think would be our top salesman? She said, salespeople, she said, I bet you these five people would be in the top. Turns out the five people she identified, she had no idea about their performance, were in fact top five in the company. In fact, the woman who told the story was their number one salesperson and had been for three years in a row. So she wrote a whole book about how you need a noble purpose to drive your selling, not just, I want to make my quota. I want to sell. And I think looking at that through the lens of a noble purpose is important to all of us, um, whether we're Mm -hmm. in sales or anything. So that was, that was a very meaningful book, book to me. Well, I tell you what, thank you for that answer. That's really good. And it's all about, you know, listening to what other folks have experienced. Right. Man, I tell you what, I, you know, I've got at least three or four uh, more questions okay. to ask. But here's the thing, Chip. We're up against the wall. Oh, goodness, we, the time. We, we, <laughs> we ran out of time. See, you had forgotten. You just, Rick, talking along, and so was I listening and so it's really really been good but i tell you what chip can we do this since we didn't even get to scratch the scratch on the scratch right i mean we got a lot to do so can i ask you uh for our listeners because i know they want to they want to hear more can we get you to come back uh at a later time for a part two can we do that yeah absolutely i'd be i'd be an honor to do it i'd be honored to do it oh man well, that, that is fantastic, Chip. We really, really appreciate that. And we're going to do it. We're going to get in touch with you and do that. And so and I tell you what, we're just so grateful and thankful for you coming out this time. But I have, before we go, I got to say this, man. We're sort of neighbors. We're here in uh, uh, Western Carolina, Western North That's Carolina. That's right. You and and you're in North Georgia. So, man, I tell you, we may just run into each other. That's right. So we we shouldn't have a hard time connecting. No, absolutely. Yeah, I have a home just a few miles from the North Carolina-Georgia border. All right. Well, we'll we'll look forward to getting in touch with you. And thank you very much for being here. Now, folks, here at Extreme Carolina, we are committed to you, our listeners, to bring you leaders and newsmakers like Chip here, Chip Bale, that are passionate and purpose-driven and making a difference. By listening to their stories, Extreme Carolina listeners will have an opportunity to refuel, reconnect, and get inspired by unlocking the power of other people. Okay, folks, we're going to shed it off here with the quote of the day. Here it is, quote of the day. You cannot live a perfect day until you have done something for someone who cannot repay you. Oh, man, I love that. That is amazing. So we're going to shut it off right there. And thanks, Chip. And we'll look forward to having him come back. And folks, uh, thank you for listening. We appreciate you. God bless you. We love each and every one of you. And live blessed on purpose. And uh, with that said, we out. Peace. We don't.